Yes, I know. Yes. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live. Today we have two very special guests, Leonardo Fuica and Jonathan Vanderzen from the movie Camping Trip that is releasing August 16th on digital and video on demand. Leonardo uh, wrote it, co-directed it, and started it. Uh, Jonathan is also in the movie. So today we're going to be breaking down this movie, and let's just go ahead and get started. Now, uh, Leonardo, let's start with you. The background theme of Camping Trip is COVID, you know, something we're all experiencing for the past several years. But the movie is not about COVID, okay? It's just a background theme. Uh, what inspired you to write the story using COVID as the background to what we see unfold in the film? I'm so happy that you're asking that question because uh, in, in other many other interviews, I said the same thing. And I was working on a project in California, in Los Angeles in 2020. This other project of uh, Paul River Williams. I don't know if people are familiar with Paul River Williams. He's an architect in Los Angeles. And the the 12 March 2020 came and it changed the world for everyone. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, my show, uh, my project, uh, just they pulled the plug on it. And I still remember how bananas it was just going to the grocery store. I still remember going to Trader Joe and just getting off the car. There was this woman came just beside with a car and telling me, buy me a hundred dollars of food and just going to the market. I know it was insane. Eh? When you, when you think about it today, it's insane. But just going to the market fights for carts, no more food, no more paper toilet. It was bananas. Oh my God. So, the toilet paper. Jesus. Christ. It was insane. <laughs> it was insane. It wasn't ins exactly. So when, when that happened and us for the industry, uh, we started having guidelines. So I said, what can we do kind of movie that, you know, could, could, could that we can work and, you know, it can do something. So I said, you know what, let's go with this COVID stuff. Let's go with it. I can see that it's changing. And I still remember when I was in California, I mean, uh, there were so many things. So I went to look up the relationships, the relationships, like it or not, this COVID affected a lot of relationships, yeah. many and many years here and there. The other thing, money. Oh, yeah. man, money. Okay. So many That's people lost their jobs. Oh, incredible. I mean, it's incredible. The other aspect also that I went to do a lot of research, and this I'm talking in 2020, it's the criminal world. Mm -hmm. Like it or not, but the criminal world had to, like, you know, update their things because there yeah. was, they had to because of what was going on around the world. Mm -hmm. So I did two months of research here and there. I went to ask a couple of couples uh, that they couldn't do their normal stuff that they used to do before. I went to see a couple of, uh, of police officers, uh, just people in general to go get information here and there and looked at it around a little bit around the world. And yeah, uh, April, 2020, I wrote a camping trip and uh, yeah, I went to, went to look out of all those essential emotional things that people have. Greed. That's exactly. another thing. Greed. Yes. Greed. 
And we're going to be getting to that in a bit. Now, Jonathan, having to play uh, one of the antagonists, one thing that really stood out in uh, the script that Damien put together is uh, the level of incompetence in the characters portraying the uh, the bad guys in this movie. It's sort of like they're not professionals. So when you read the character of who you would be playing, did you have a lot of questions to Leonardo and his brother Damien, who co-directed the film with him, on what exactly they were looking out of you and your character? It's funny because I actually showed up to because uh, we were all quarantined together. Part of part of shooting during COVID at this time, restrictions kept on changing, so we all isolated together prior to the shoot. And uh, when I was on my way there, or I suppose the night prior, I wrote up a page and a half of questions. <laughs> so when I got there, I was ready. I was like, all right, I need to know like, what are our motivations? Who are we working for? Who are we opposed to? And and I mean, Leo was able to, to fill in the blanks. And also, we also we don't necessarily need to spoon feed the audience every element. Um, but yeah. yeah, I definitely went into there with a lot of questions. I did not realize just how implicated the criminal world was with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, not, to, not to give anything away. Um, but yeah, so I, to answer your question, I did have. I had many, many questions. <laughs> now, Leonardo, uh, this is your first English spoken directed film, accurate? Uh, And now, the way you answered the previous question with the other show stopping, you sort of went out and made an opportunity for yourself, okay? Instead of waiting for this thing to pass over, which thank God you didn't because we're still in the middle of it and things are starting to get worse again. Uh, So, I mean, did you really have second thoughts if... 2020 uh, around there was really the best time to do this? Yes, I did. I'm not going to lie. I mean, every time you're making movies here and there and a story, and especially about this, because uh, I could have been completely wrong. Completely, completely, completely wrong. And the movie wouldn't have that effect. And we would have been in festivals. and here. In fact, uh, what I found super cool, in, in, in a sense, it was in the beginning, we started sending uh, with our festival doctor, we started sending to festivals. And a lot of people thought that we made the movie in 2021 because uh, uh, festivals director said that we covered all aspects of COVID. Yeah. And when they said that, I said, oh, my God, I'm, thank you so much. I said, because how could I cover all aspects of COVID if it didn't happen yet? Exactly. Were, it, it, yeah. So I'm not going to lie. I didn't wrote it in purpose, <laughs> knowing that it was a big, a, a big gamble in a sense. But also, I think research. When you're making movies and when you're making a story, it's important to have research, and especially projects like this that you have to document yourself here and there because you can have to give to the audience the most realistic thing that is possible. And me, I'm a, I'm a director and a writer that love simplicity, and sometimes in horror and in thrillers, there's simple things that can make you snap. And Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, now, going back to Jonathan, you're part of a, a, a pair of bad guys. Your character seems to be the smarter one of the two because, you know, with the bag of money, the exchange, you're like, why did you let him go? It turned out to be a big hoax anyways. 
uh, what did you do to delve deep into this character and working with the partner that you're working with to bring him to life the way you did? Well, one thing that was really fun playing opposite to Mike is that we are completely different typecasts. He's huge. He's tall. Yeah. He's broad. So our approach to these characters, they needed to be intimidating, but at the same time, respecting who's playing them. So, I mean, Billy, he's smart, but as, well, he's smart. He's not that smart. He's smarter, <laughs> he's smarter than, than his is. partner. Smarter exactly. Than yeah, yeah it is. It's not hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess if we look at how Oric is scary because he's imposing and he's strong, and Billy, I... I come across as scary or am scary because, well, you don't know what's going on in my head. I'm a little bit of a loose cannon. Yeah. So that was, that was fun to explore. Certainly. It, it was figuring out, okay, well, Mike's thing is, is that he's powerful and I mean, he keeps me around, but clearly his character doesn't listen to me. Otherwise none of this would have happened. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, I, I'm also glad that, that you saw that Billy um, isn't quite, as in, well, he's as ignorant as Oric is, but uh, that there is some level of, of intellect there because I mean, yeah. it is, it's in the story, it <laughs> is, uh, you can't deny it. Leonardo, uh, would you? I mean, this is pretty uh, an obvious, straightforward question, but all the characters in this film, good and bad, they're being driven by financial trouble, which is especially when we get to the end of the film. It is clouding all their decision-making. And that brings us back to the question of greed. Would you say in the era of this pandemic that this film takes place in, the ultimate driving force for all the characters is selfishness and greed? I'm extremely sorry to say, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, when I did my research uh, and I... And all the people that I've um, interviewed, I wasn't, I couldn't understand why, but at the same time, I could, that greed that everybody had. It's like for a moment or for when it happened, everybody didn't care about anyone, anybody anymore, but trying to self themselves. Take care of number one. Take care of number one. And like it or not, I mean, we're living in a world where money rules. Yeah. So if you don't have money, you cannot live you cannot sleep you cannot feed those so many things and if you're in a position x and you you have to make choices between someone you love someone here some of your friends or here or whatever oh man there's that greed there's there's those emotions inside of you that can take over it absolutely takes over now there's a very uh towards the beginning of the film there's a very uh interesting scene a sexually implicit scene at the campsite now us americans we are very tight ass and conservative and yes. nowhere near as open and beautifully free as our european friends are did you have any uh reservation and still have any reservation on how that's going to be received on august 16th when this film comes out by the American audience? You know what? I'm so happy that you asked me that question because, yes, it was something I was doubting, okay, to put on because it was special. But at the same time, 
when I did my research, I inspired myself from two couples for my character, Enzo, Polly, mm-hmm. uh, Ace, and Coco. I inspired myself from two real couples that I interview and that they lost and in a sense that in secret intimacy that they have because in the US like you say it's right there all whatever happens in the bedroom or whatever it's really secret yeah it's, you don't say it. it it happens it happens so I'm taking a gamble I say hey we're in 2022 I mean 2021-22 I mean why not I say, why not? And movies is about that too. Yeah. It's going over that. You understand? It's going over that. So that's why I put it in there. And I thought it was something really of this cycle of today, you know, yeah. uh, and the and the couples that I've interviewed, I find it that nice. I find it that, oh my God, look, there's something out of the box that I didn't know that I didn't really understand or stuff. And they made me understand. I said, you know what? Let's put that in the movie. Let's put that in the movie and let's see how it goes. It's just something that is really stigmatized here in the United States. Unfairly so. I mean, if everyone's in consensual agreement, why not? You know, it's your life. Do what you want. But it's just, yeah, it's the whole American thing. Uh, Jonathan, having uh, both Leonardo and his brother Damien direct this film... I'm not going to ask this to Leonardo because it's going to be a biased answer. So I'm asking you, (laughs) how did those two, um, like when Leonardo is in, you know, he's, he's, he's one of the major leads. How did Damien, did Damien spend uh, the majority of time directing Leonardo? Did they, how did you view it as an actor and how they work together? Oh, uh, I would say that, Leo had trust in his brother to direct him in the right direction. Uh, because, I mean, you've got, when you're wearing that many hats, you really want to be focusing on solely your acting. Mm-hmm. So when it came to the story as a whole, then Leo obviously was, was directing his character, Enzo, yeah. uh, overarching. But, uh, but no, Damien is very um, detail-oriented. Mm-hmm. And when working with Leo, he was he was for sure doing most of the direction where Leo was concerned. And then for the rest of the film with the other actors, it would have been divvied up such as Leo was the master of the grand story mm-hmm. and Damien was the little details guy, the continuity guy. <laughs> and uh, it was it was a great team, a very symbiotic relationship. Leo, would you have you and your brother been working together in the film industry your entire careers? Yes, yes, I've been, um, me and my brother, well, I started younger here in Canada, um, uh, like I was saying, uh, I think you guys in the US, you call them A or B listers, yeah. so I used to work a lot in French, I did TV shows, big TV shows, big movie series in French and stuff like that, and when I, uh, my brother was in university, he did, he studied uh, movies, and when we started, we made our first movie, what I like about my brother is that he is very technical, very technical efficiency, you know, not breaking acts a lot of, because when you're making a movie, there's a lot of angles and stuff like that that you have to do that. Maybe I am not as uh, uh, good as him, but on the other sense, I, on the other sense, I had a rehearsal plan. I'm there for the actor, making sure that the actors are all prepared and everything yeah. here. I think it's a very good duo. Uh, 
that we have. Another thing that I would say is that in my movie, um, my my sister is the key makeup artist. My daughter is uh, the script supervisor. I had my other sister who was the production designer. That's so great. That helps a lot when you're making movies. That's for sure. The other thing that I would say is that and and that's what i like this is why it's my first american uh movie my english and not my last one is i think all the experience that you have making movies professionally after that it's the same recipe in, yeah. in a sense so the, the way you structure it here and there whatever country you're going to make it here the only thing that you have to adapt with the story or whatever it is so i think that helps me a lot uh, in a sense because i mean i'm a one of my idols is uh, charlie chaplin and charlie chaplin wore so many hats yeah. here and there and i love too. yeah and i love that by the way i mean i think when you're making a filmmaker and when you're producing you're co-directing or you're writing you have to love and be curious of what you're doing here and there and knowing your department so that way like spielberg like christopher nolan like james cameron they know they, they that's why when jonathan was saying i mean yeah I, we, I have a straight vision of what I want here and there. But I think with my brother, he has these small details here and there that maybe sometimes I don't know, maybe good to communicate with the actors. And then Damien comes in and boom, he knows exactly what to say to the details to the, to the actors. You, you, it sounds like you guys complement each other very well. When it came to this movie, uh, did you, obviously it's your first English speaking movie, did you make it specifically for the American audience or the UK audience. I mean, I assume eventually it's going to be out globally, but was it specifically made for the American audience? Yes. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I did it specifically for the American audience, but for also for the international level. That's why I had Caitlin Mm -hmm. that he, she's from the UK and we had Coco French, um, uh, Hannah. Anna Forrest Bouillon that plays Coco. Yes, I mean, and that's what I love about uh, the movie, uh, the cinema of uh, Hollywood. It's international. Yes, it's American, that's what I love, but at the same time, it goes internationally. And that's important. I mean, yeah. it, that's, what I, that's what I love. So yes, I did it in that function. Uh, Jonathan, there's a scene between Billy and Coco. Okay, we're not going to talk about it, but... Uh, what were your feelings on that scene? Uh, did you have, I mean, just tell us, uh, did you have reservations? Uh, did you guys talk about it, work it out, rehearse it? Tell us about that. All, all of the above. Uh, when, when I first was approached with the role, it was my agent, she, she had said, oh, are, are you interested in a role which might include that? And uh, I said, well, if it's, if it's justified and it serves the story and uh, it doesn't glorify it in any way, then I, I could be. And then it was a constant conversation. It was open with members of the team and also between me and Hannah. Uh, and another reason why we were very fortunate to all have been quarantined with one another because we got to know each other well enough that we became friends. And that was super important when playing a scene like that, that yeah. we had each other to trust. And, and also, you know, turning it off <laughs> as soon as they called cut. It was, okay, it's me again. <laughs> it's know. done. It's done. Uh, yeah. Hey, John, I, I just have a, 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 um, an anecdote about that. That scene, just to let you know, it was so intense oh, yeah. that oh, in the yeah. camping site, the, the, the people there really called the cops 
because they thought it was really happening and yeah. we had to stop shooting john we had yeah. to really stop shooting that night because people were giving too many like we're getting, we're getting too many like complaints here and there that it was something going on god then it didn't see the cameras but that's funny uh now this film leo surpasses uh the ending surpasses any greek tragedy that i have ever read uh wow you shocked me and i don't get shocked i've been watching movies since i was as long as i can remember my first horror movie was at the age of five i saw halloween uh so they don't shock me but that ending really struck a chord with me and the reason why it struck a chord with me because i can totally see that happening in real life um how did you guys uh there's a lot of choreography in that ending going on between the characters uh it's bloody it's intense uh how did you and damien work that out well uh, first of all i mean uh you need to have rehearsals. Like I said, I mean, when you're doing those kinds of, uh, of scenes, rehearsals are so important. So like Johnny was saying, because we were in quarantine, we, I, I've put a schedule, like, you know, from 8 to 10 o'clock, it was the reading. From uh, 11 to 2, it was rehearsals. So yes, all those, especially those scenes, it's hard. Because you have to understand that the way that we shot it, I mean, we did it in purpose. Because in the beginning of the movie, it, uh, the camera goes in one direction and at the end it goes the opposite direction oh. so we did it in purpose and when you see that i mean all the choreography uh, the choreography has to be on tight yeah. it has to be tight or else if it's not tight it's you have to do it again and again and again and again so yeah a lot of rehearsals a lot of technical stuff i'm serious yeah. i was watching this movie i was into it anyways but when we got to that ending i was like damn <laughs> Damn. Well, I mean, Jonathan, what'd you feel about how they, you know, when you read the script and how this thing was going to end? Well, firstly, I don't want to, I don't want to give anything away, but uh, I was happy with how some of the characters ended yeah. and, uh, and, and like you, I was shocked. Um, and also what makes this movie scary is it's not your conventional horror movie. No. It really is a, a thriller about the dark side of human nature yeah and that's that's the scary part especially watching these characters from the beginning you can relate to them so much we were all we were all quarantined we all missed our loved ones we going even on a simple camping trip all the super relatable the, the close friendship that they had yeah and then seeing how it turns and and, and anyway without giving anything away it, I just it becomes that, dark and <laughs> tragic and I'll tell yeah. you what, we're out of time, Leo, but I want to tell you, we all know that word of mouth is the best marketing and advertising. And as people on August 16th start to watch it, that ending itself is going to make them tell their friends uh, because they're going to like, man, you got to watch this film. You are not going to believe how it ends. Uh, I, I think that was the key ingredient that's going to make this a success. So kudos to you, kudos to you and your brother thank uh, you. for doing that. You guys did a fantastic job. I want to thank you for coming on here again for our people watching this live and later on. The movie is called Camping Trip. 
It is going to be available Tuesday, August 16th on digital. Does that mean it's also coming out on DVD? Yes, it's going to be available on uh, Walmarts, Best Buy, Bars and Nobles, and I have, I, I don't know. It, all the it probably other- has to be on Amazon as well. It is. It's yeah. going to be on Amazon Prime. Yeah. That's another thing. You know what, John? That's another thing that I, that I found out that because of COVID, all this um, industry of movie, it switched to streaming platforms. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to be in 100 platforms. It's, it's very, very, very good today. That's I mean, a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. And you also, you mentioned we're going to be streaming since COVID. You're seeing a lot of mergers within these studios because what's happening is nobody's going to pay $10 for 30 different streaming services. So you're seeing a lot. Discover and Warner Brothers did it. You know, they yeah. merged into one. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. But again, like I was telling our audience, the movie is called Camping Trip. It's coming out August 16th. Uh, watch it. You're going to thoroughly enjoy it. It's not your typical horror movie. It's a mixture of a lot of different things. It's really about humanity and how humanity reacts when the world around them starts to crumble. Uh, do you have any final thoughts you want to share, Leo, before we go? Oh, no, it's just, I mean, just enjoy, have fun, uh, share your thoughts after that. You like it, you like it, you don't like it. Uh, I mean, that's movies what are about. I mean, uh, you ha- you can have so many good open discussion and go see it the 16th of August. And, sure. and when it comes to Jonathan's character, he did such a great job. You're going to hate his character. But that is a hallmark of a great actor. If you can walk away hating the antagonist, that means the actor nailed it. And you nailed it, Jonathan. Thank you both so much for being on our show. I definitely look forward to talking to you guys again. On behalf of Leonardo and Jonathan and myself, stay safe, stay walking. Good night, everybody. Take care, everyone. Thank you, John.